Hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast, Joe. I'm Paul. And I'm John. Oh, yeah. And today is episode 16 of Transformers Cybertron. It is savage. This episode was written by Hiro Masaki, and the last time on Transformers Cybertron, the now pointless races on Velocitron continued, and they gave Hotshot an opportunity to sway Override, possibly, over to the Autobot cause. In this episode, before we start, it's worth mentioning that Peter Cullen has received a Lifetime Achievement Award uh, yeah. from the Emmys, the Children and Family Emmy Awards. I, when we're recording, it was like three or four days ago. Something like uh, that, yeah. Yeah, but when you hear this, dear listener, it'll been a couple weeks. But go to YouTube, a familiar face may uh, you may see presenting the award. Well, well deserved. Well deserved. But back to this undeserved episode. Um, with we go to Velocitron, where I'm starting to check out. I'll be honest, Paul, and uh, we just go to like Dirt Dog is talking to himself, and Override is talking to herself, and it goes on. Yep, they're training for the next race. I guess as they're still racing and watching them in the stands, disguised as like. Fur trees are yeah. ransacked and crumple zone, and they think these disguises are great, and they also think that uh, Override must have something planned. These two did give me a chuckle here, where they are, they're in the stands holding trees, coniferous trees in front of them. Uh, then we go to the Autobots, who have hotshot in like a mud pit or something, and they're he's trying to get out of it yeah i guess this is his training for the next race which is to say yeah they put him in a hole in the ground and like here drive out of that and he's just sitting there spinning the day he remembers he's an autobot and he figures out that if one of his wheels isn't getting any traction he can just you know transfer power from the wheels that slip to the wheels that grip and i know that's some kind of a thing in cars and right now there's a gearhead screaming at the, his phone but uh whatever it is he does that and he just ramps out of the pit whoa 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 paul that gearhead can wait Hotshot doesn't figure this out. Kobe has to tell him. Oh, yes, which means right we're right back <laughs> into fucking Energon territory of kids telling Transformers how their own bodies work. And at this point, honestly, I checked out. I am completely checked out of Velocitron, and I tuned out until we left that planet. So... <laughs> You're on, my friend. But yeah, everybody's happy for, for Hotshot for figuring out what Kobe told him, I guess. And watching this from the base on Earth, Bud and Lori thinks this means he'll win for sure. But Kobe is still worried. And uh, Hotshot gives it another go. And I guess the mud is thicker this time or they did something. But then Red Alert interrupts because they've received a distress call from Overhaul on Jungle Planet. And then we immediately go to that orange and black transform we've seen different times now who says the Autobots fell for the old fake distress signal bit, hook, line, and sinker. Okay. I did tune in here again because we go to Megatron, who's in space, um, and he's alone somewhere with the map, and he he has, I think, a vision. I don't know what he sees, but he concludes that there's a possibility that the third cyber key was on a planet that's been swallowed by the black hole. Yeah, and he gets Starscream on this same kind of portal monitor thing that we're going to see different times in this episode than the next one. And Starscream's like, well, the key might have still survived. It's just in another dimension, which I guess is no big deal. But uh, then that orange and black guy that we saw before interrupts the transmission of Megatron, something like, who dares interrupt Megatron? And he just tells Megatron, call me friend. I don't know if that's a Watergate reference or not. But well, no, that was deeper, wasn't it? But uh, he says that Optimus Prime is heading to Jungle Planet, and then he disappears. Is Deep Throat a reference that any Zoomers... I know, you know what, I've been doing, doing this Gen Xer thing a lot lately. I know, like, <laughs> do you Zoomers remember this? Do you guys even know what the 80s were? But there's, there's been a 
lot of things lately where I'm like, is that an us reference or anyway? Um, the, the, we go to um, where Starscream is, uh, and I think it's Mudflap and Thundercracker are, I guess, training? Yep, they're just smashing things, and Starscream comes in to tell them he has to meet up with Megatron, and then he asks, where is Sideways? It's right, it's brand new tie, it's a brand new Transformer, except you've already seen it multiple times, so any excitement over its arrival has been made null and void, but now it's got a name out of the fucking blue, so here I am, contractually. Is that it? Do you guys validate parking? No. Then I guess that's it. So, uh, yeah, it's sideways. Yeah, he's he's that black and orange guy that we've been seeing, and I guess Starscream doesn't know he's the same guy from that call from 30 seconds ago, but Starscream <laughs> tells him he's coming with to Jungle Planet, and uh, Sideways just plays along, oh we're, oh, we're going there, that's a great idea kind of thing, and they head off, and Mudflap thinks it's about time they have a mission, Nispa. <laughs> they just leave without him. Oh, those two. Thundercracker has a line where he's like, <laughs> he's such an idiot. He Mudflap is annoyed, and Thundercracker's like, he's like, yeah, but while the cats are away, the mice will play, huh? Get it? Or the mice, <laughs> right? And now on Jungle Planet, Optimus and Vector Prime are battling a plant that apparently Giant came flowers. out of nowhere and surprised them. Like, it's a plant, guys. It can't move. You can. Just go around it. But uh, does it seem to you that Vector Prime has an accent now? It Well, he kind of always has, but it's like at the beginning when it's, the Transformers destroy the Decepticons in the opening credits. I think that was the voice of Vector Prime, and it's got this weird, like... Um, oh, transatlantic kind of thing going on. Yeah, uh, it's because it's more at first he emphasized here, just like Rhinox, but now it's Rhinox with uh, the same actor, right? But now it has kind of an accent on it. Yeah, it's he's more. It's the affectation of it is is stronger here. But Leo Breaker shows up and like uses his cyber key claws to cut down this plant, and uh, we have one of these classic moments where it, it's never clear if. Transformers can recognize tr other Transformers when they change their form or not. Sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. This time, Optimus can't. Yeah, because uh, Optimus is like, oh, thank you, but what's your name? And uh, Leo Parker says, I'll show you, and he transforms, and the face is close enough to overhaul that you should be able to recognize it, but Optimus still doesn't recognize him until he talks, which he already did, and then he's like, <laughs> I recognize that voice. It's like, you've already heard him talk. Yeah. Uh, so we then have Snarl and not Rhinox. They show up and they take everybody to a cave to fill Optimus in on what's been happening. And then Snarl and not Rhinox want to join the Autobots to stop the black hole that, like, apparently they just accept and agree that their ancient homeland is Cybertron and they're, uh, they, it's, they're all in this fight together. Yeah, they, they do call Cybertron their ancient homeworld. And, like, if this is true, yeah, we want to help to, you know, save that. And, uh, it is true, and Jungle Planet is in danger from it, too. So, yeah, they agree to work together to stop it. But watching this somehow are the kids at the Autobot base. <laughs> I guess there's such a camera on the roof of this cave. And Why they're not? amazed that Transformers can take the form of animals as well as machines, even though like they're clearly just robots that look like animals. And uh, from Speed Planet, Red Alert says, in his opinion, as a professional, he thinks the Cyber Planet key of Jungle Planet must have changed overhaul into Leo Breaker. And rather than have Leo Breaker say, yeah, that's what happened, and have it done... <laughs> nope. Red Alert goes on this long bit about how the cyber keys on Speed Planet are all red, the ones on Jungle Planet, where he has never been, are all green, and when Landmine points out that all the cyber keys they use are different colors, Red Alert says it's because they're being affected by the Omega Lock and the Matrix and Omega Prime Sword, and also if the cyber planet keys have the power to reformat planets, they should be able to reformat Autobots, and I just wanted it to cut to Optimus standing next to Leo Breaker, both of them facing the camera, and for Optimus to say, 
Yeah, no shit. Look, right here. <laughs> because this was all on Velocitron, I started to check out. But when he started and what you were saying there, it sounds like when Star Wars fans have to retcon something about the Force to make it accommodate the latest show that came out on Disney Plus. They're like, actually, Darth Vader was never a Force <laughs> ghost because he had Sith energy and his lightsaber was and then he da, 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 da. and we all know that Star Trek is better than Star Wars anyway. <laughs> But That's the, uh, what you sound like, Star Wars fans. What you sound like to me. <laughs> it's like those those things you see. Like this is what um, like the band Fish. This is what it sounds like to people that don't like fish. Yeah, this is what yeah. Rush sounds like to people that don't like Rush Pearl. Just pick any band. There, there's a thing. Like this is what it sounds like to people that don't like it. Yeah, yeah. That was that was what Star Wars fans sound like. Anyway, now that I've pissed off probably a lot of the dear listeners, um, <laughs> we Vector Prime that he finds out then uh, that the Beast of Bada Cons or whatever they are. They didn't send the distress call, and we almost get a cave-in, except it's Scourge shaking the ground, showing up. Yep, he's out there stomping on the ground, I guess, and they, uh, his buddies, or his minions, I guess, are with him, and they declare Snarl a traitor when they see him down there with Leo Breaker and the, the Autobots, and... Optimus calls Scourge by name, like he knows him, I guess, and uh, they all start with the smack talk, and then Megatron, Starscream, and Sideways show up. Now, the reason that Optimus knows Scourge's name is because this is uh, what we call a stupid episode, and <laughs> but despite being a stupid episode, Optimus does have a kind of a good line here. Um, uh, Leo Breaker tells Optimus, he's pointing up at Scourge, he says, uh, look out, Optimus, this guy's one tough customer, and Optimus says, then we'll just be tough right back. It wasn't a great line, but it was a fun line. Anyway, Scourge tells uh, Optimus that he, like, he might rule, so he rules this planet, and therefore he wants to see Optimus and Megatron fight, and whoever wins, he'll ally with them. Yep, and he also, Scourge seems surprised that Megatron knows Optimus, like this guy that just showed up, and Megatron takes that to mean that it wasn't one of Scourge's guys that tipped him off that Optimus would be here, and I think even at this point, Sideways just kind of giggles to himself, and Starscream's like, what the hell was that kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, but then Optimus refuses. And and why? Why, Optimus? Because you just did the same thing on fucking Velocitron where you said, no, we're going to do it my way, and then realized, oh, I guess they have their own way of doing things here. Dude, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Commercial yeah. fucking break. When we come back from the commercial, though, it's the middle of the night. And first, I thought he was just having a midnight snack. But Kobe's packing a lunch to bring wherever he and the minicons are going. And Jolt uh, says it's going to be dangerous. And they head up the invisible space ramp thing, which <laughs> yeah, I guess is just outside back. Kobe's house. <laughs> Goes out of their driveway. Um, so we go to uh, the Scourge's two lackeys, Undermine and uh, Brimstone, and suddenly they have Snarl and not Rhinox just pinned to the ground. Yeah, they don't want them interfering, and Optimus still won't let Leo Breaker fight, and Scourge is like, man, I don't think you get it. I run this place. Fighting is what we do here, whether you like it or not, and Starscream uses his cyber key power, but the Autobots still won't fight, so Scourge and the Decepticons just leave, but they take Snarl with them to put an end to him, the traitor. Yeah, and Optimus is like hardcore pacifist here where he I mean, they don't directly say we're going to kill Snarl, but I think Scourge says something like, I'll do what you do with traitors, and he takes my he's going to kill Snarl. Optimus just stands there, and Leo Breaker basically says, I takest it all and I can't takes no more, and he charges at Scourge. Yep, but Megatron jumps down from the cliff and uses his cyber key power and 
punches Leo Breaker halfway up the side of the mountain, and then Starscream and Vector Prime get into it, and then Leo Breaker uses his cyber. He's back now, I guess. He takes a run at Megatron, and Optimus thinks he can't do it alone, so he forms Super Mode. Yeah, and then the uh, sideways, he comes in, and he's like, he's attacking Optimus. I can't tell if he's turning invisible or he's teleporting. It's always hard to tell with this franchise, but uh, they fight for a bit. Like, and actually, eventually, everybody is fighting, and Scourge just looks down. And he's like, "All right, I did it. Everybody's fighting." Yep, this is more like it. And Megatron lightning blasts Leo Breaker, who comes back at him and clamps onto his arm. But as Megatron's shaking him off, Megatron gets an idea, and he does exactly what I said he should have done with Override way back when he first met her. He transforms and flies into space. And I thought, okay, yeah, he's just gonna drop him from up here, right? And like, cats always land on their feet. I think he even says, but no, he flies back down and slams him into the ground like a meteor, like a pile driver from space. And even tops it with a great line where he says, is it true that cats always land on their feet or is it under my feet? Yes, that was a great, that was a David K Megatron line. Yeah, you would never hear like G1 or Prime Megatron say that. No, it just wouldn't work with that scratchy voice. It worked with this. Anyway, while they're, you know, uh, standing there, I I think Megatron might even lace a punch into him. But for whatever reason, lightning comes out of nowhere and hits Megatron and Leo Breaker. Well, at one point where you see the lightning behind Megatron, it reminded me of that scene in uh, the Ultimate Doom Part 2 in G1 where Megatron given Starscream the only warning he's going to get and he's looking down at him. Kind of reminded me of that. But yeah, lightning strikes Leo Breaker, I guess, and when the dust settles, Leo Breaker is floating in a glowing green orb. Yeah, and then he be like materializes around the orb and grabs the orb and Optimus goes wah! And then they combine. Yep, they form Savage Claw Mode and basically that means Leo Breaker becomes Optimus's arm. It means Leo Breaker becomes Optimus's arm and, and albeit a cool arm, it also means that Optimus gets a shit ton of kibble on his back. <laughs> yes, because like all the pieces of both of them that had to come off for this to happen just immediately form into this huge backpack on Optimus's back. <laughs> it's so dumb. Uh, but they then cyber key and basically do this very cool run with a lot of awesome Dutch angles and close-ups, and they charge and just punch the shit out of Megatron. Yeah, it looks like Megatron explodes, but uh, no, he just gets sent flying like a country mile, though. And Optimus says, all right, Scourge, you'll be next if you don't let Snurl go, and Scourge agrees. And after all, that was a great show Optimus just put on, but uh, don't cross me again. Yeah, he walks off. And I gotta say, at this point, I, I might be into this storyline. I hope it doesn't go Velocitron on us. Uh, but, oh, then we go back to Velocitron. I'm checking out. Yep, we're back on Speed Planet, and the race is down to six contestants. We got Hotshot, Dirt Bus, Override, Ransack, Crumple Zone, and Breakdown, and Landmine and Red Alert give Hotshot some last-minute advice, and watching this from outside the stands are the Minicons and Kobe, who gets out of Reverb without a spacesuit, so I guess the air is safe. It reminded me of that, uh, episode of GoBots where Stupid sticks his head out of the command center. He's like, yep, the hair's good. And <laughs> I guess whatever this thing Kobe is holding looks like a box. It's like, this is going to help Hotshot, I think he says. What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? Sideways sends a fake distress call that the Autobots believe to be from Overhaul on Jungle Planet, and then I guess he kept watching the Autobots until they finally decided who was going to go check in on the guy that they essentially abandoned there, because then he interrupts Megatron and Starscream to tell them Optimus Prime is on his way to Jungle Planet, and this is the part where Megatron should have said, who cares? 
He's probably just going there to check in on Overhaul. Scourge isn't going to give Optimus the key any more than he did him. Besides, Megatron has a far bigger problem on his hands. The planet where the third key was supposed to be has been destroyed by the black hole. Now, Starscream thinks the key might still exist, just in another dimension. So, shouldn't that be Megatron's next priority? How to get into that dimension? Well, since Starscream suggested it, get him working on how to get in there. How's that for delegation? And while he's doing that, go after the fourth key. Or better yet, put Sideways' information to use and tie up some loose ends. If if you're willing to believe Optimus is going to or is already on Jungle Planet, then that means you know where he isn't. He's not on Speed Planet. Go there and give Hotshot something to worry about besides a pit full of mud or a flight of steps. Go to Earth and destroy the Autobots' base. You know where it is. Starscream has watched them coming and going different times. Scattershot and Jetfire are the only two there. Think Thundercracker and Mudflap. Good training for them. They want training. Get Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. The episode we just reviewed was Savage. Paul, what was not macho enough about this or something? I don't know. Uh, well... The whole thing, it, it was a lot of filler, but it, Optimus and Leo Breaker getting this new ability, that was kind of neat, but everything around that doesn't feel like anything, they didn't move anything along. It, it didn't feel to me. No, not really. Well, um, okay, Velostron, obviously I checked out. On Jungle Planet, it felt like there was an establishment of like, here's what the story is. Scourge rules this planet, he views might as right, and he told the, opt auto the Optimots, the Autobots, stay out of my way, don't fuck with me, and Optimus, I think, flat out said, yeah, that's not going to happen. It, it gave me these kind of G2 feelings. There was like, I, I get it, there's like a, I don't know, the, the little kid in me kind of likes that. I hope it doesn't go all Velocitroni. Um, aside from that, there were those two good quotes. Is it, is it yeah. true cats always land in their feet or is it under my feet? And um, then we'll just have to be tough right back. Yeah, well, I, I, I like those. Optimus finally came around to realizing if, yeah, if racing is what they do on Velocitron, well, fighting is what they do here. So they're going to have to do it whether or not he likes it. Yeah, it, which, like, Optimus, that, that just happened. You went to Velocitron and said, no, we'll do it my way. And an entire <laughs> planet said, no, this is how we do it. And you went, okay, we'll do it your way. <laughs> it just needs to be told every time. <laughs> he needs to be reminded. Uh, in case you need to be reminded, the next episode Paul and I are going to review is Sand. Uh, if you want to get into a dusty something, I don't know. Uh, you can email the show, <laughs> Transformers at nitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. Yeah, for real. Tell everybody you know. Tell your friends on Twitter and tell your friends on uh, Facebook if you're over 50. And tell your friends <laughs> on Reddit. I don't know. Uh, start a subreddit. But, but for real, Paul and I, like, we don't have commercials. We don't do social media because, honestly, we don't give a shit enough to do it. But, you know, uh, is, if you enjoy this show, share it with somebody that you think would like this show. Uh, and if you want to tell them about older episodes they could listen to, there's more than 500 of the damn things. Uh, they can go to transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, you and all your friends should keep on transforming. See you later. He'll win for sure.